Yeah, I'm late. I'm super late. And I'm doing this late at night tonight. Having a little drinky poo while we record this episode. Man, and I've been on the seltzer game hard lately. It's just so refreshing. You know, I'm an IPA guy at my core. Do the little Long Caro thing every now and then out here. Long drink for those Americans that don't know. Although, actually, my main homies, guy I've had on the podcast, who's co-founder of the RPS Rock Paper Scissors Brewery here in Copio, is coming out with a Long Caro brand in the U.S. this summer. So, for all my American homies, check that out. They're good people. They're worth supporting. I thought I saw him doing something on Instagram, like having a store or a pop-up or something like SoCal, but I don't know. I'll talk to him about that, see if I can be an influencer or something for him. But these little seltzer daddies, mm, they're nice. They're really nice. This is not from their brand. This is old Isalmi, Olvi. Mango, pineapple, basically flavored alcoholic water is what seltzers are. So you get to hydrate and get drunk at the same time. It's fucking beautiful. But let's get into it. Yo, 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 welcome to Living for a Living. Episode 111, 111, angel numbers. Living for a Living, baby, how you doing? I gotta get my my beers ready because I'm gonna drink a little bit. I'm gonna go out after I record this one. I know. Sorry, I'm late. Like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff, please and thank you. I just man, I was a little bit sick this last week. I was kind of sick, as one out here in Finland might say. To you know, posted it last week. Corona symptoms nowadays. I probably had Corona. Judging by the symptoms is like feeling, thinking you're sick means you have COVID nowadays. So I probably had it. I probably had it already. I think when I was in Portugal, I had it because I lost taste for like damn near two or three weeks. And, but I was just like smoking weed all day, every day. I've heard smokers get it much less and much uh, less serious as well. So with that said, I've been smoking cigarettes because I, you know, for health reasons, because I've heard it helps with COVID. <laughs> but no, I don't know, man. I've, I've been, how have I been? I don't know. I've, I haven't felt like I had too much to say. Haven't felt like I wanted to say too much in combination with being a little sick and all that shit. But also just, I'll keep it real with you. Like, my soul is tired right now, bro. I think I'm definitely a little bit homesick. Haven't been back in the States in a minute. And just like, just like, I don't know, it's not homesick. It's just like connection sick. I don't know. There's been some shit going on in my life that, I like to keep it real on here and talk about some of the stuff that's going on in my life and what I'm thinking and, you know, tell some truthful stories and all that. But some of the stuff, even though it has to do with my life, it's like other people's lives and other people's business that I haven't wanted to 
I, you know, I don't want to put other people's business out there. And so, but it's, it's been affecting me in certain ways from relationship, friendship, family, all of the above. And so maybe, you know, I'm sure in a year or two from now, I'll tell a story about it. But in the current time and place, I just really haven't felt like it was my time and place to talk about it. So I just, I've been just kind of off, off, man. I have, just to be honest, just little, I don't know. I wish I knew. I'm trying to figure it out. I had a good, a good last weekend in Taco, which is like the holiday place. There's no beaches or there's no, you know, yeah, there's no beaches. There's no oceanfront for people to have in Finland. So if you're balling, then you go and have a spot at a ski resort. And I think Taco is like the main balling spot to have that. I'm not exactly sure. But I was out there. It's a, it was a cool vibe, like just being out on the mountain and snowboarded a little bit. Although, dude, the ski lifts here. Mm, I wasn't ready for that. There's only like one real ski lift on the entire mountain. And so all the other ones are those like fucking T-bars. And I've never had to use that before. And so I'm telling my boy, I'm like, dude, well, how do I do this? And he's like, well, I'll go first. I'll show you. You just got to grab it and put it between your legs. And I'm like, all right. So I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done it before. I get up first thing. And I grew up snowboarding. Both my cousins are like ex-pros. When they were like 16, they both can shred. They're like the local legends at the at my hometown mountain. I grew up having to go with them and if I one cousin Rai Rai he was always super nice and would like wait for me and kind of try and teach me stuff but the other cousin Jay who's also my homie he was like bro if you can't keep up then you're not like you're gonna be by yourself that's just how it goes so I learned out of necessity and then yeah actually the girl who had the condo my mom still has a condo up at the pass and the girl above, the girl who had a place above us, who I like had a crush on growing up, kind of, she was also pro for a while. And then the family friend who had a spot down the hall was also hella good. So like, and they were all like five, six, seven years older than me. So I grew up, anyway, I'm just bragging. I was, I'm fucking good at snowboarding. Okay. I am not fucking good at riding on the T-bars. So T-bar comes around and I like grab it, try and put it between my legs. And I don't know the pressure that it's going to take off with. I've never done it. And so I'm thinking it's going to kind of like yank me. So I'm like getting prepared, kind of almost got like my weight back. And then it doesn't do that. I don't know. Long story short, I fell on my fucking face within two minutes. Not even, I mean, two minutes of being on the mountain. First chairlift fell. They had to stop the fucking lift. So embarrassing. Literally the hardest fall of the day for me was first time riding that T-bar. I was so, oh. But hey, you got to laugh at yourself, right? 
So that was that. That was how it started. It's just it's funny to me because like up, it's a different. <laughs> I've realized this. Everything in Finland kind of revolves around drinking, whether it be the mountain, whether it be holidays, whether it be anything. You know, it's Easter, religious holiday. Not any holiday is just a fucking excuse to drink in Finland, basically. Because there's parties going up, going on on the mountain. Because there's like multiple little bars, little cabin shack kind of things all throughout the mountain. They got more bars than real chairlifts, you know. And it's crazy to see dudes up there like in just Air Force Ones or Chelsea boots. Obviously not snowboarding at all. And I was thinking to myself, how the fuck did these dudes even get up here? Like, you couldn't have rode a real chairlift up. In the States, it would have made sense because you could have just rode the chairlift up, hopped off, and then walked over to the bar. But you can't really ride a T-bar up without skis or a snowboard on. So I don't know if these motherfuckers hiked up there or what, but just dudes just drunk as fuck at 2, 3 in, three in the afternoon on the mountain. It was fun, though. It was a good vibe. And I just, I'd forgotten about, like, the ski bunnies, you know, it was Easter. We had some Easter ski bunnies out there hiding some eggs. You know what I'm saying? And that was cool. That was fun. I like the Easter bunnies. Or I, I like the ski bunnies. I mean, it was like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just it, it, overall different different vibe than Quopio and then also a different vibe than my home ski resort too. So it, I don't know. Then we, we went out that night and I, I went out with my buddy who I had just randomly met like two days before friends of friends. He's like a manager at uh, my favorite bar out here, ironically. And so we like knew each other, but didn't know each other. And it all just kind of universally worked out for me to get out there and so he knows people in the service industry and stuff. So we end up getting a little table at this spot, looking cool, and which was fun. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm not a VIP table kind of guy, really. Because if you're at a VIP table, you're only really with the people that you're with. And that's nice. I got to see some friends I hadn't seen in a while just randomly that I met up there. And it was nice talking with them, but I'm a, I'm a man of the people. I want to be with the people. And so when you're like in this sectioned off table where the only other people are other VIP people, and no offense, but most people who pay for VIP tables think they're way too fucking cool. So that's not my jam at all. So I ended up just hanging out all night, smoking cigarettes for the most part, just because that's where the people were. DJ up there was playing the old classic hits, not really my jam. I'm just still waiting for someone to play some fucking thug shit up here. Or I could like really get down. The best DJ was in Helsinki one random night on the rooftop. DJ Vicky, I think her name is on Instagram. She was playing the jams. I, I would, I, I need another one of those nights. But I will have to say, um, 
came through with probably the best the best wing woman I had ever met in my life. Started randomly talking to two chicks outside on the patio and within like five minutes of the conversation, one of them was like, hey, my friend likes you. You should take her home. And I was like, oh, all right. I guess this is karma or payback for all the cock-blocking bitches that are out there, man. Because that's normally the friend that you run into. It's like, you got it go you got a little game going on, and then the ugly friend is like, no, we're having a girl's night, and we're staying inside. No, no, it's just us tonight. No, no, Cynthia, come on. And anyway, it was the opposite of that, so no, no complaints there. Um, what else, what else happened? There, there were like some funny little interactions that night too. I got a, got the, got the TikTok recognition a couple times. The funniest thing of the day in taco though, was we went and ordered food at Hesburger, like McDonald's here in Finland. And the dude taking my order did not speak very good English at all. Like, at all. He was struggling to ask if I wanted to drink, if I wanted to make a menu. Like, really struggling with it. Which is alright. It's whatever. But then I, I said, well, can I get some onion rings? Because they had a special little onion rings and a dip for a euro or two or something. So I said, could I get some onion rings? Yeah. And like, he didn't even understand what the fuck I was saying there. So... I say that though, and then after that, he goes, oh, so the Lord, you're the Lord of the onion rings. And I was like, what? Because, I mean, I think this dude's still struggling to figure out if I want a meal or not. He's like, the Lord of the onion rings. I'm like, huh? And then he like kind of like, because he, he's finished, so he's like saying this all just completely straight-faced, no smile at all. And I'm like, what? Lord of the Onion Rings? And then he like kind of cracks a smile. And I was like, oh, this fucking guy is making a joke right now. And my for whatever reason, I thought he was talking about Lord of the Flies. That's where Lord of the whatever went into my mind was Lord of the Flies. And then... So I was like, damn, this is a really shitty joke. But I'll kind of laugh at it, you know, just to like, I could tell, like, obviously this dude had been waiting to use this joke. And maybe he uses it in Finnish and maybe it translates better. But he was waiting to use this joke. And I was the victim. But then I realized, oh, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Onion Rings, like, it's still a shitty joke. But the fact that he attempted it amongst the fact that he couldn't speak English very well kind of made my day. And so then it, even though it wasn't very funny, it was still pretty fucking funny just given the context. And he was happy that I thought it was funny. And then once we got our food and we left, I pointed at him. I said, Lord of the Onion Rings. We shared a nice little laugh to leave the day, leave, or leave the restaurant. <laughs> but that was that was 
so fucking random. Mm, what else? Had one other dude recognize. The next morning, we're like getting ready to leave, packing up the car. I'm taking out the trash. There's like three other people outside their car, and I walk by them, and this one dude just like stares at me as I walk by, just literally like. And I just thought he was still super fucked up, which I mean, he might have been. And I was like, what's up, bro? You know, like, you are looking at me crazy. He's like, you're, you're the guy from TikTok. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. And it, like, he was too fucking excited. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. Ended up talking with him. His friend, some girl knew more about the Finnish football league than I do, which was kind of cool. She was like, yeah, isn't there a Helsinki 69ers team? I was like, I have no idea. That's not the 69er team I'm part of. <laughs> you feel me? Sorry, mom. Um, but yeah, that dude, that dude was cool. He was, he was, hey, too, I remember your name, bro. And then he's like, yeah, this is the highlight of the weekend. And I'm like, bro, if meeting me on Sunday morning is the highlight of the weekend, then your weekend fucking sucked. He's like, no, dude, I'm, I'm a huge fan, big fan. I, I watch all your videos, blah, blah, blah. Guess who followed me on Wednesday after that? Yeah, that guy. So, again, the biggest fan, not even following your boy. And that happens all the time, actually. I don't know what little pride motherfuckers got going on about following people on TikTok. I know I show up on the For You page and all that stuff here in Finland, but the amount of people be like, oh, yeah, I, I love your videos. I watch all of them, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, wait, what's the name? And I'll type in the name. And I see that they're not even following me. I'm like, so are you just lie right now? What? <laughs> What's the fucking deal? Uh, but yeah, that was that was the weekend in Taco. Quick little twenty-four hour trip. And uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta give a shout out real quick to my boy Billy Mitchell. And shout out to everybody who listened because. It's weird, man. I don't think, like, I don't, there's, like, a weird mental thing I always have with this podcast where, obviously, I think it's good if I've done a hundred and fucking eleven episodes or whatever. Obviously, there's some, there's some pride in it and, and some confidence in it and stuff like that. But then also, on the flip side, I'm always, like, who the fuck listens to this? And I, and like, I almost, like, it's just the self-consciousness in me. I'm like, why do people care about me? You know, I think, I think it's some like internal shit that I got to deal with and figure out on my own about like people caring and caring about people and all that kind of stuff. But it's always crazy to me when I'll get a random message from a homie that I've known from a long time ago, like whether it be Issaquah or whether it be DBC, North Dakota, my shout out Chris Hall, Tony Montana, my guy, like 
I'll get a random message every now and then from someone who I just had assumed is not listening and not watching and like for better or worse, no credit or fault to the person has forgotten about me and doesn't think about me ever again, you know, just for whatever little internal thing I got going on. But my guy, Billy Mitchell, hit me up. What did he say? On He hit me up on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, I got to make that into a clip. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point of me saying all this is tell, like, please comment whatever your favorite little phrases or little joke or little one-liner from the episode is because that would help me a lot in terms of making clips. I kind of always know what ones to do regarding Finland and shit like that. But the ones, sometimes I think some shit's funny and no one else really thinks it's funny. But then like, uh, I guess like Clayton the other week was like, bro, you, when you said the youth still fucks with me, I was dying. And I was like, yeah, I knew that one was pretty good. But no, Billy, he just randomly messaged me out of the blue and says, you kind of got to like pussy if you've had 10 kids. And because I was talking about Caitlyn Jenner last week, and I was like, damn, that actually is a really good like line or clip or something. And honestly, some of the shit I say is probably like regurgitated from some other podcast I've watched that I'd make it into my own. I haven't heard it. That was a totally original thought, you know, as original as can be. But no, shout out to my guy, Billy Mitch. He was the other fellow token white guy at DVC. Another guy that was like out of area. So for those that don't know, like the Cali Juco system, it's mainly all Cali dudes in the league. Because it caught, it's basically free for them to play. I think it's like 20 bucks a unit. But then you get the occasional out-of-area guy, out-of-state guy. Because it's, it's that cheap for only California residents. And so Billy grew up and went to high school in my same conference. We didn't know each other in high school. Maybe we kind of we did. I don't even remember, to be honest, B. Mitch. Sorry. I know Bennett coached for you guys. For a year, so we had that little connection. Um, but anyway, B. Mitch was like the token white dude that he could dance, bro. And like he he didn't ever pull any bitches. I didn't either because we were both too big too big of pussies really to do it. Um, but like Billy, if he wasn't such a pussy when he was 19 and 20, he could uphold so many bitches, especially black bitches. Like his game was so good. Like he had, and he was funny and he could dance charismatic. And he, he always had like all the, Oh, Billy. Oh shit. Oh, Billy. And yeah, no, that was like, I always tell people on my Cali Juco, on my Juco team, I was like one of probably 10 white dudes on the team. And like, if you would have came over to my house after practice to smoke blunts, which pretty much every day, uh, it would have been just me, my Asian roommate, Big E, and then just like all black dudes. And then occasionally B Mitch would also be there. And... The story, my favorite story about B. Mitch, Billy, 
is it was, when was this? So this would have been, would have been after Christmas? I, I don't, the time frame of it isn't exactly crystal clear of it, but Billy, Shane, and so, I think Willie, no, it wasn't Willie D. Willie D was gone. Billy, Shane, and somebody else had their own apartment. And so they all lived, but their lease ran up and all of them were like kind of, they were all done playing, but maybe still had to go to a little bit more school. I forget the exact thing. They had like one more semester. I, I don't exactly remember. And so anyway, they asked, hey, can we stay at your place until we get our new place? And I think it was like right before Christmas break or right after Christmas break. Again, timing, sorry, that's an unimportant part of the story. I'm just remembering it for selfish reasons. So yeah, sure, you guys can stay with us. It doesn't really matter. We already have three people living in a one bedroom, but why not, why not make it six people living in a one bedroom? Who is, oh, CMOP was probably the other guy. Another uh, Seattle boy. So yeah, they all moved in with us. And it was supposed to be for like a week until they got their own spot. But these motherfuckers were just content with living like absolute slobs. I mean, I lived like a slob too, but they were just content with just saying, fuck it, living six people into an apartment and not paying rent. And so I had the bedroom. Biggie had a like Biggie had a, an office that was it had like those little like closet doors kind of, you know, that like fold to open. So like he didn't really have door like I had an actual door to shut to my room. Biggie didn't really have that, but, you know, he kind of had it. And then Moss, little Moss slept on the, on the couch. I love how everybody has nicknames too. I was J Brad. We had Biggie, B Mitch, Lil Moss. I guess Shane was just Shane. C Mott. You know, easiest nickname to do is just the first initial and then first syllable of the last name. J Brad, B Mitch. Sima, Moss, that was his last name. He was a little guy, Lil Moss. Big E. <laughs> Big E's. <laughs> All right, I'm just telling Juco stories, I guess, this episode. Big E's nickname came. <laughs> Big E is from Hawaii. The most, like, unassuming, innocent Asian dude ever. One of the nicest dudes ever. He actually is going to have a, uh, like, bachelor party or something in Seattle. I'm not going to be there because it's going to be in the summer. But Biggie came and visited me in Portugal. Like, we've, we've remained homies throughout the years. This, is, this shit happened 12 years ago. But Biggie, his name is Justin Oruguru. There's no E. There's, he wasn't big. There, there's, his nickname made no fucking sense, basically. But the story of Biggie was when he first moved out there, I hadn't arrived yet, so he was just sleeping on the couch of a different teammates. It was like a, I think they had like six people living in like a three or four bedroom. 
So if, if you haven't noticed, the theme of JUCO is just fucked up living situations. But you're like 18, 19, 20. It's, it's like fun, you know? Like, I, even though I hated B. Mitch, Shane, and C. Mott for living with us for like three or four weeks, because I'm going to eventually get back to this story and how I finally got them to fucking leave. But um, it was fun. And so I was, dude, I was the old guy the other week. I had one of my teammates here in Finland is an American dude who's just going to school here in Kuopio. He's like half Finnish, but he's full American. And I was like, dude, <laughs> just totally being the old fucking guy. I was like, bro, just, just live, live like shit right now while you still want to. Like, go travel, go do all that stuff, live with seven people in a two-bedroom apartment, do all that stuff right now, because I'm telling you, you'll get to a certain point where you don't want to do that shit. Like, I'm looking up to stay in Helsinki for another weekend. Bro, I'm not looking up hostels. I might do it if I can't find... But I'm, I'm looking at the private rooms in hostels. Because, like, ah, hostel room. Maybe if it's a four-bed hostel room, I could do it. But I'm not trying to fucking be with 10 other motherfuckers. But yeah, uh, where was Oh yeah, Big E story. And then I'll get back to the B Mitch story. Um, so Big E was sleeping on the couch of these one dude's house. Naeem, Marcus, Dom, Frankie. On the Florida boys. DJ and Wally. Um, although I think DJ and Wally slept on our floor for at least a couple weeks. I mean, we were always smoking blunts at my house too, so a lot of people would just get so fucking high that they'd pass out for the night and then just wake up, you know, in the morning and then go to school or something. But, um, so Big E was staying at these other guys' house and their their spot was kind of the party spot. I guess my spot kind of became the party spot. All the out-of-area guys' spots became the party spots. And so they were having a party one night they're inviting bitches, all this stuff. And some girl had told one of the guys that like, oh, you're having, your Big E's having the party at your house tonight. And they're like, what? No. Like, who the fuck is Big E? She's like, no, it, this is Marcus, Naeem, blah, 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 blah. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard from Big E that his party, he's having the party at your place. They're like, who the fuck is Big E? Like, some dude is telling girls that to come have a party at our place and we don't even know this guy? And they just couldn't figure out, like, who? And they're just asking, who the fuck is Big E? And meanwhile, Justin, he's still Justin at this point in the story, he's just sitting over on the corner in the couch, not saying shit. He hardly ever talked, really. And they're like, yo, that's Big E. He's inviting all these girls to come here, which he definitely was not, because I don't think at that point Big E had talked to a girl in his life. That's crazy. Big E's about to get married. What the fuck? Times are a-changing, man. Times are a-changing. Congrats, Big E. Miss you, bro. Love you. So that's how Big E got his name, was just a random dude said he was having parties at some guy's house, and then... It stuck. And so from then on, everyone in that house called him Big E. And then the whole team called him Big E. Coaches called him Big E. There was one time one of the coaches got pissed at him and was like, 
fucking Eric, get over here. And like, he didn't listen because his name wasn't Eric. We're like, and he's like, Eric. We're like, coach, who the fuck are you talking to? It's like, Big E. What's his name? <laughs> like, no one knew his name. It's like, yeah, his name's not Eric. His name's Justin. He's like, why the fuck do you guys call him Big E? <laughs> so yeah, that's how you got nicknames. And like, I, I, it was weird for me in those two years for someone to call me Joey. Like only, like, only like the girl that I dated would call me Joey, honestly. But even then, if she was talking to other people about me on the team, because I dated the trainer, <laughs> she would have said J-Brad. So, yeah, that was, that was a weird time. But, so yeah, that's how Biggie got his name. Now back to, uh, back to B. Mitch and all those dudes. So how it went was I had my own room. I had a couch in my room. So B. Mitch kind of had the VIP treatment of the homeless guys. He was sleeping on the couch in my room. And mind you, all three, all three of them have all of their shit in our house. So we got little Tupperware boxes stacked yay high. I got B. Mitch's entire fucking closet on my floor. We got shit everywhere. And so B. Mitch is on the couch. I think, I don't even remember how it went. There was like an air mattress in, in, in Big E's room that either Shane or, or Seamot slept on. And then we, I think we had like a second couch or someone just slept on the floor. I didn't care. I shut the door and that was how it went. And so anyway, these motherfuckers would not move out. Like would not move out. We kept saying like, okay, like guys, like you guys, they weren't even looking for apartments either. Like I said, these dirty motherfuckers, B Mitch, especially you, were just content with living like, I don't even know what, like immigrants basically. That's how we were immigrant living. You weren't paying anything. I get it. And I had the, all the weed. So it was like a good deal for you to just hang around. Like of all houses to just be homeless in, that was the spot to be homeless. I get it. And so anyway, these motherfuckers not even looking for a house after like two weeks of moving back after a break. And then finally we're like, yo, like you guys need to find a new spot. And, and by we, I mean me. Because Lil Moss and Big E were fucking bitches in this whole thing. And anytime Sh Shane would always try and pull some like reverse psychology, passive aggressive victimhood shit of like, well, you, well, you guys don't mind if we li live here, right? Like, you know, we would do it for you. And it's, it's like, it's not that big. Of, and we're, we're not even here for most of the time. And duh, and like I said, they were bitches enough to be like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, it's okay. And then meanwhile, as soon as all of them would be gone and it would just be me, Biggie, and Lil Moss in the crib, they'd all look at me and say, you got to get them the fuck out of here. But then to their face, they wouldn't say shit. And so I would have to be the bad guy. And I'd be like, all right, guys, like, 
you looking for an apartment? Yeah, yeah, we are, we are. They're looking for an apartment for a week or two. Who go? Who knows? And it's like getting to the point where we are sick of these motherfuckers. And just like, you know, you live in that close of quarters with somebody for that long. Your patience gets tested. I know this was after Christmas break, though. Yeah. Because uh, the reason I know that is B. Mitch had just gotten a pair of red vans for Christmas. And he was obsessed and loved these things. And so he would always like show them off and talk about them and this and that. And so it came like one night where it was like, I was sick of it. Lil Moss and Biggie had just told me like an hour before they all got back home. They're like, yo, they, we, we got to get them out of here. And I, so I tell them like, yo, you guys have until the end of the week. And it's probably like a Tuesday. Mind you, we've, we've told them this like for three or four weeks now. Maybe not that long. I don't know. Something better for the story. And Billy, old Billy was like, yeah, you guys got to get out of here. Because Billy was cool with sleeping on my couch. Fucking bitch. And, um, <laughs> and I go, no, motherfucker, you too. Because I was honestly most mad at Billy because he was in my room taking up my space. I probably wouldn't have been as mad or, or minded it as much if like I could have just closed my door and been by myself. But I had a motherfucker sleeping three feet from me and it's Billy of all people. And I was like, no bitch, you especially got to move out. He's like, no, I don't. And for whatever reason, I got mad. Uh, Billy, you got to message me and tell me if I'm telling the story right or not. I got mad as fuck at that. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I grabbed the red van, opened the door. There was kind of like a little bit of like a skirmish at the door or something. I think he kind of closed it. I kind of had to open it, push him out of the way. I don't exactly remember. Yeah, I fucking threw him out of the way. Opened the door. And just hot the red van out the door onto the street. And that was how they all knew I was serious. And then it was like kind of awkward for a while. And then I think like they left that night and Shane and okay, again, mind you also, we had a Brazilian dude on the team, Aaron, who I think when I go play in Brazil, hopefully I'll get to meet up with him. He's like Brazilian legend over there. He was living by himself. We had other dudes on the team who had an open room, but they we lived right across the street from the school. So in terms, and had all the weed. So in terms of getting to and from school and getting high after school, my place was the place to be. So they had places to go, is what I'm trying to say. So anyway... They, like, leave that night because they're all, like, now they're playing the victim. Like, I was the asshole for kicking them out. And they said, well, Big E and Lil Moss don't mind. They've said it's cool. I said, yeah, but as soon as you fuckers leave, they tell me to kick you out. And so it was, like, a little bit of, you know, a 19-year-old confrontation, which is a lot of, like, angst and yelling, basically. And so they leave, and then... Shane 
and maybe Billy too, try and like make us feel bad. And was like, yeah, we, we didn't stay anywhere that night. Like tried to make it seem like they slept in the car or something. Meanwhile, those motherfuckers were at Brazil's house. So shout out to Billy. The reason I probably should have said this before the story, but the reason that I wanted to tell that story was honestly, Billy, your message like made my fucking day and hearing from old homies that you've kind of been through the shit with in one way or another is like, like I said, bro, I told you in the message, but that shit made my day. And it just kind of like changed my perception a little bit of how I think, because I've always been a guy to like reach out randomly and kind of probably keep conversations going or keep connections going that like really shouldn't be there or, or like I'll be the one that puts in all the effort. I've, I've felt like this in, in the past of different connections and friendships. And lately I really haven't done that. And I used to always be the first person to like send a random message of like appreciation or, yo, I fuck with this or, you know, I hope you're doing well, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And I low-key have kind of like gone away. Little technical difficulties. I'd forgotten to wipe the memory card of the camera. So sorry for those last two minutes of having no video. I was getting real heartfelt. So you just got to trust my, trust my voice. But hey, speaking of, I've kind of smoked, I've kind of smoked, spoke a lot about smoking on this episode is I know I'm a week late. I meant to talk about this like on probably the day that, yeah, the day that it happened. Cause I'm a little late on recording. Sorry, but it was 420 last week and dude, I don't really smoke anymore unless you got a joint, but, uh, <laughs> which kind of true. Um, yeah, I was like, I, I, when I first moved to Finland last year, it was like, this one chick came over to have a couple beers. And I was like, yeah, I don't really smoke anymore. I was like, but I mean, if you said you had a joint right now, I'd probably smoke. And she was like, well, I have a joint. I was like, what? <laughs> but anyway, I, it's just smoking isn't that much fun anymore. From age 15, 16 to 27, 28, 29, I got my fair share of it. But 420 came up and I just like made me think about all of the smoking days, the stoner days of like 420. Like it was some special day or like some different day. You know, I think now in my adult, quote unquote, adult life, like, yeah, maybe if I was going to smoke one day and like plan it, I basically just don't want to buy weed ever. And it's just not. It's not that much fun for me. I just become a, a, a recluse that just stays in the house all day and I get depressed and uh, there's, there's, I'd rather spend my money on other stuff basically. But if I was going to just like pick one random day, like maybe I would pick 420 out of the whole stoner holiday thing. Although it doesn't make any real sense, but it's just funny to think, that back when I was smoking 
like every day and sometimes all day every day it was like 420 came about and it was like yeah this is a different day like we're gonna really smoke today it's like when i was at dbc in these times of the stories i was just telling I, we used to go to the 7-eleven every night every night and get a five pack of swishers and i remember for the longest time the my local 7-eleven had a deal of a two for one pack of swisher minis like i knew i was on first name basis with the guy at 7-eleven i'd get these little sour head gummy gusher kind of thingies and uh like two gatorades you could get the two gatorades for three bucks and then a pack of Swishers, literally every night. I mean, that's how much we were smoking. And so it was just funny to think like, oh yeah, we're gonna roll like a double blunt <laughs> because it's 420. <laughs> like, or just the idea that if it was like 415 or something, you'd be like, oh, someone would be like, wait, wait, wait until it's 420 to spark up the blunt. It's like, and we would. It's like, well, what the fuck does it matter, dude? Like, yeah, at 420, bro, that's the time to do it. <laughs> it's like, huh. But yeah, I hope I hope if uh, you're listening to this and you partake in that kind of stuff, I hope you put put a little extra one in there for your boy, because I I didn't I don't haven't been celebrating last I don't know how long but I will admit I'm low-key looking forward to going home back to Seattle and like the first weekend or maybe not the first weekend but at some point just getting into like old stoner fucking mode and just blazing it up for a weekend and just being a piece of shit for a couple days or even just like going on a hike, going snowboarding. So, you know, it's the little things. It's the little things in life. It's like this probably, you know, I alluded to it in the beginning of some of the shit that uh, I've kind of going through that it's like I don't, I, I just, I don't want to talk about, to be honest. Um, like in old days, that's probably honestly why I drink way more than I do nowadays because I've never been a huge drinker, but it's like, you kind of got to have some kind of crutch, some kind of vice. I think on an old, like seven years ago episode of, uh, HBO, what's the training camp show called? Showtime? No. Playmakers? No. <sighs> Hard Knocks. One of the like gangster ass coaches was like, never trust a man without a vice. That's a fucking serial killer. It's like, if you're just like good with life, I respect it. I envy it a little bit, but also I think you're fucking lying. Like, even if you, like you say you don't like cream soda or Coca-Cola or M&Ms, you know, like we all got that one little guilty pleasure. 
And so I've kind of traded in a little bit, like, I mean, obviously, I don't drink as much as I used to smoke weed at all. That would be pretty much fucking impossible. But, um, similar. I mean, I guess I smoke cigarettes now, so, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of similar. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. My boy Cody, who's a linebacker on our team, is about to come over. Um... And I told him if he got here around 10, that he could get a feature spot on the podcast. So Cody might just show up and we'll get him in there. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really have too much more to talk about, to be honest. Had fucking taco written down. Had the story about B. Mitch, which turned into like four different stories. 420. Oh, I do. Well, I almost want to wait for, eh, I don't know. Maybe he'll show up as I'm talking about this, but like, oh, the one thing though that I noticed cause I was bitching about it or kind of bitching, complaining about it last week is that how, you know, even in stores here, even though the government hasn't required anyone to ever do it, they've only recommended the whole mask thing. There's still people in a lot of stores that, whether it be grocery stores, whether it be whatever, will still be wearing masks. Today, while I went and got beer, the lady wasn't wearing a mask at the store. And that made me just feel so good, like getting to see her smile. And that's, that's the other thing I've realized. I play this game with myself where I try to get and buy beer as close to nine o'clock as humanly possible. I'll be sitting at home and I'll be like eight thirty, eight o'clock, eight o'clock, eight thirty. And I'm like, okay, I, I gotta leave soon. And then it gets like eight forty. I'm like, oh shit, I really gotta leave. Cause I know, okay, I live about seven or eight minutes from a K market. And then, you know, if I'm gonna take a little bit of time to see what my selection is, I gotta get in there and so the amount of times I've walked into Alco at 8.59 because there's a clock right outside of it and I'm like I'm good right and they're like yeah fucking alcoholic you're good I'm like as long as you're in the store before nine you're all right and so that's a little game I like to play with myself I think that lets you know just how exciting life here in Finland is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was nice to see Lady's face at the store. Just felt good. Oh, Cody's here. Here's a mixture for you. What's this? Uh, it's Jaeger, oh, apple juice, Sprite, and Monster. All right. Well, I test this. Tell, tell them. Tell them who you are. Hi, I'm Cody Leonard. <laughs> uh, I'm from Southern you Illinois. You don't have to do super uh, Steelers politically correct. Uh, oh, okay. Like this is the All people. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm from. Uh, I'm from Southern Illinois. I just. I moved here March fourth. I've been here. Joe was actually the first American guy I met here in uh, Coopio. So. Yeah, big fan of the podcast. Happy to be a guest star. <laughs> what the hell is this? Is it pretty good? I don't know. 
<laughs> okay, so mostly apple juice, okay. some monster, okay, a lot of Jaeger, and then a little bit of Sprite. <laughs> Whoa. All right. I was trying to, you know, mix it up. Okay. I like it. Yeah, but, it's not bad. You know, I've been mixing it up with the, the seltzers lately. Because... D no, those are good. What you been uh, the last? What, what was the one you had last two or two weeks ago when, before you were sick? Those were good. I don't know. I forget. They were like six on percent, and they were. Oh, those are the the long drinks. Those yeah, long drinks were ones, good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's the thing about Finland. They don't fuck around with their drinks. Yeah. All right. Um, so wait, how long you've been here now? What two months now, or almost a little bit over two months, or yeah, uh, almost two months. Okay. It'd be two months May fourth. So. Damn, dude. And Cody and I, I'm very grateful for you because you're a true partner in crime and make me feel like not such a degenerate when I want to go out on a Wednesday or a weekday. <laughs> so I grew, up, I grew up in a small southern fucking country town in southern Illinois. First, and first plane ride ever. First plane ride out of the country. was out of the country. Yeah, first first time being in the airport was coming here to Finland. I grew up where if you're bored, you go to the bar, you play some pool, you throw some darts, and that's it. You drink some beer. <laughs> it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. If you have a hard day at work, you, you crack open a bucket 30 pack with your boys, and then that's all you do. So what's uh, what's your local bar called? <laughs> local, we got a couple. Um, <laughs> We got. Like, where are we going? If, if, after we got Gettin's Oasis. Gettin's? Gettin's Oasis. Gettin's Oasis. Okay, before I get into anything, I'm going to tell you the main gas station in my town is called Buck's Crossing. <laughs> Dude, this, okay. This and sounds like a movie, but okay. A camo fucking sign. Of you, course it you, does. First thing you come to town, it's 20. Okay, so we, I live on the intersection of two major highways in Southern Illinois. So we have four 24-hour gas stations. We have a Shell, we have a Moto Mart, we have a Casey's, and then we have a Bucks Crossing, which is a Casey's turned into someone bought it and okay. just hometown stuff. Bucks Crossing is the way to go. 24-hour <laughs> pizza. You know, you get real drunk with your boys, three in the morning. I would go at for three, four o'clock in the morning, order a pizza, and the and the guy that was working at the gas station would say, "You guys want to smoke a joint?" <laughs> yes. And we'd say, "Well, fuck yeah, we do." We go outside, we'd smoke a joint with them right outside the gas station, Bucks Crossing, Carrollton, Illinois. <sighs> if you're ever in Carrollton, there were there fights outside, like planned fights, or was that an outside of McDonald's thing? Or that's the thing about Carrollton, Illinois. <laughs> We had two, we were so small that we had a Subway and we had a Dairy Queen and that was it. No McDonald's. McDonald's, thing is, if you were real hungry and you wanted a deal, you'd go to McDonald's in the next town over, which is about 30 <laughs> minute drive north. And you'd go there and you'd get the dollar menu. That's where all the, that's where the Taco John's or the Taco Bell was. That's where the Hardee's was. And that's where the, the, the Jerseyville fucking McDonald's was. So, oh my god! Okay, that that's so, I feel like that's a good like. Um, Carrollton, Illinois, three bars, four churches, and uh, four, five, gas four stations. twenty-four hour gas stations. <laughs> that's how we. Uh, oh yeah, we okay. make our money. <laughs> so, so what was what were the other bars? 
Or all the, uh, yeah, I feel like. The Levy. The Levy, okay. <laughs> we got the Levy, John Slots, the Grain Bin. The Grain and, Bin. And then, and then, uh, and then, yes, Oasis. So, so what, what, what was, uh, what would be the occasion for you to go to a specific one? What was like grain the main, the way to the go. The Grain Bin. So the Grain Bin okay. used to be the biggest hole in the wall bar in Illinois called John's Tavern. And then one pool got, table, two pa- pool tables. Two pool tables, okay. the shittiest pool tables yep, in the nation. Of course, but biker bar. But ah, okay. then it got a better management. It became the Grain Bin. Now it's the spot. It's the spot. If you're ever in Carrollton, Illinois, that's where everybody is at. Okay. Before that was was Getton's Oasis. So there was a guy named John Getton. Uh, he owned it in in high school. They were, he was so into Carrollton High School sports. If you were like a, a baller, so if you were like a good basketball player, a good football player, anything, you could go to that bar after a game and he would serve you at like 18, 17 years old and he would be the one to personally hand you a beer. The owner <laughs> like I was on I was on his uh summer league volleyball sand volleyball team and he came out with fucking a plate, like two plates, two trays. One had all Jaeger shots and the other had all just bucket. There was two buckets of beer on the plate. And he said, all right, we're drinking for free. You're on my team. So like, I was 17 years old doing this, like in the summer. Had camp the next day. Like, Oh my bro. It's like Friday night lights. Literally. It's no, no. And that's the fun thing about like where I grew up. It was literally like that same vibe. It was like, it was country. Nobody gave a fuck if you were an athlete. Like I can get pulled over by the cops in my hometown and be like, "You're Cody Leonard." Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you're, hey, like, how was the game? You the game the other night, man. Like, they wouldn't even be talking about what they pulled you over for. Like, it was out the window. It was just, they wanted to know how you were doing. You're like, gonna win state this yeah, year, right? Literally, that's yeah. what it was. Like, <laughs> and yeah, and my little brother's kind of living that life now. He's a okay. senior over there, so he's doing that same <laughs> shit. So it's fucking. It's funny. That's awesome, man. Okay, the grain bin. My and no, and the thing is, the table, the whole bar table is it's like a plexiglass on the top, and then there's little grains, like uh, like grains that you would see from uh, like, like for feed, feed, like feed. You would eat, you would see underneath the plexiglass okay. so that layered underneath the table, uh, so it'd be like uh, plexiglass, okay, 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 okay. the feed. And then that was the table. Gotcha. So that's why it's called the grain band. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, where I'm from isn't isn't country per se. Because like, it's like now there's a Microsoft campus. All like It's grown a lot since I was in high school. But when my mom grew up there, like, we still have the Kelly Ranch is still in Issaquah, Washington, which is where I'm from. And so it's still, like... Even though it's got some new money for sure, like in the housing market's fucking crazy there now. Like it's still got that kind of like Yeah. And you go like two two towns over, get out to North Bend, Snoqualmie, that's the farm kinda like maybe actually even like three towns over, get out to Cleellum, that might be a little bit more closer mm-hmm. to like what so I'm like like two or three suburbs in. Closer to Seattle yeah, yeah, yeah. from the, the grid. Yeah, and the closer you get to Seattle, yeah, the more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, wherever, we have 2,700 people, and probably 2,000 of those people are, are farmers. Damn. It's all corn, beans, and, 
And mm. me and my parents, we have chickens, cows, horses. Okay. Like, we got it. So I go home and it's like just a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a different vibe. That's for sure. But they just have them for like, like they're not making money off of the horses, chicken. It's like for the, their own thing. It's for or? our own thing. Yeah. Like the cows, my little brother, he shows, well, he shows pigs and cows at fairs. So he's like, we have show pigs. We have two show pigs. <laughs> and then we have some show cattle. So okay. like my little brother, he's an 18 year old. Cause I okay, so I What is the what is the name of the person that shows pigs and cattle? That's the thing. What is is there a there's really there's not a, a name for it. It's like so we have fairs. So we have green, we, we call it the Green County Fair. There's the Green County Fair. Green County, Carrollton is like the capital. Like, okay. We have a, a courthouse for the Green County in Carrollton where I grew up. And pretty much you try to grow the fattest, healthiest looking pig you can. And you try to get it looking good. You can't let the other pig nip on it. You're like, you want it looking pretty and fat and plump and you go and you show it. And he has won first prize the last couple of years. Really? He's like, he's, he's the guy. Like, okay. I'm from lifted trucks. You go mud. Like, you know, that's what we do. Like, um, but what makes a, like, what makes uh, this is some I didn't expect us to oh, talk about from country. But what what makes a pig or a cow a show pig or cow pretty much the more calm it is the more plump like you want a like for a pig and a cow you want a fat healthy looking pig like it can't have any marks no scars it's got to look like just like a pig that especially with pigs you want a fat nice plump pretty looking pig like that will follow you you can you because you're like making it follow directions you're doing all this stuff with it oh okay and it's got to be able to like kind of have a you have to have a relationship with that cow or that pig to where they're gonna they know that like oh you're my guy like they follow you around and there's certain things like i mean there's different categories with the judging but like there's like an overall like you're the winner, and that's usually the biggest, plumpest pig, or like the pig that looks the best. Um, yeah, it's like a bunch of different categories all into one. Dude. I personally never have done it. I, I never was that kind of guy. But my little brother, he's like the country dude. Like he's out hunt. Like we, you know, he's that guy. Do you, at some point are you eating this pig? We actually, we had two pigs that we just, before I left, we, we, we butchered, we had raised them to where they were nice, big and plump, uh, healthy pigs. We butchered them and we had fucking pork and bacon for probably three months that we could have just eaten on our own. Uh, and now back home where people are going, now that it's springtime, they're going mushroom hunting for morels. Oh, uh, okay. that? I mean, like... Not psychedelic mushrooms. No, yeah, morale just, mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the, so, but they do that shit here too, bro. Like I wait, wait until the springtime, even though now this time of the year, if I were to go out and get like four or five pounds of morale mushrooms, because that's when they start sprouting over where I'm from, I could go to Chicago and sell them for $100, $120 pound. How long does it take you to get a pound? couple hours really you just go out and you get this way we would so we get really drunk with our friends we just start hammering beers and we go go out mushrooming we just look for these fucking brain they look like brains they okay and they're like a delicacy for chefs let me look this yeah look at yeah 
And people fry them. You can stuff them with, I've seen the jalapeno popper morels. It's like, uh, it's almost a delicacy, but it's like, it has a strange, yeah, that's exactly what they look okay. like. Looks like a little me brain membrane. Um, they pop up around this time of year. But uh, it's something that like chefs use. They're very, they're very, very tasty when you oh, fry them or cook them. Too. Interesting. And uh, they grow very predominantly in, in where I'm from. So like everyone that has land and we have like, my parents have like 30, 40 acres of land okay. that we just go around. And my little brother, um, they call him Mooney. Your brother? <sighs> I have three brothers, but this is my second youngest. Okay. Uh, he why do just they call, me, Why do they call him Mooney? Okay, so I'm trying to think of the age group. So growing up, we used to go to the Carrollton Community Pool every day. We used to pretty much live there. But he went there one Carrollton. day, and someone pulled down his pants and his ass was out, and they were saying he was mooning people. <laughs> and he is now an aerospace engineer at 21 years of age, and that happened when he was 10 years old. He's been moony ever since 10 years old, <laughs> to where even my my daughter, who's, who's two and a half years old, looks – at a picture, and we'll see him and say, Mooney! Uncle Mooney! <laughs> like, he is only Mooney. And he was in a frat, big frat guy at Southern Illinois University, okay. Roseville, yeah. and known as Mooney. Just because of that thing, it just stuck. But he, he caught four pounds of mushrooms in one day. So it's like, if you go for a good weekend, you could catch like four, five, ten pounds. Damn, and you said a hundred, hundred bucks a pound yeah, there. Because you go up to Chicago and they don't have them up there. It's predominantly like a southern, yeah, like no, a Midwest okay, thing. Okay. So it's like you get some because it's 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 a tasty. It's it's tasty. Yeah. They taste good, and a lot of chefs use them. Like they use them, so you can like where I'm from, they'll sell for forty, fifty pound or dollars a pound. But we go up, up north, it'll go like 100, 120, 140 Whoa. sometimes. So it's pretty nice. Damn, dude. It's crazy. I didn't think we were going to get on to mushroom, mushrooms. It's that country lifestyle, bud. Particularly in Catalan. And I was even saying, I was saying if I were to sing some karaoke and I'd be country rotating home. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing for... Uh, uh, this, this is one of the weirdest episodes, I honestly. It's like, it's... No offense, it's fitting that you're on this one because it's like one of the most weird, random story episodes hey, I've ever done. Yeah, no, I was talking about JUCO earlier, and if this was predominantly Finnish people, they didn't even know the American lifestyle. Well, I don't, dude, that's the thing is I don't even know who. Like, can you see when you're like subscribers? I, yeah, I mean, I guess I can. Like, if I go to, like, just from people that I know that talk to me though. It's weird. It's like a American Polish. I know there's a couple Portuguese guys, but if I go like to this and see who actually, when I was talking about this earlier, is like there's this weird thing in my mind of like, yeah, my estimated audience on Spotify is around 100 people, um, and on YouTube I'd say is around that too, which like is crazy to me knowing that there's like yeah, 200 people. And then there's Even thousands though, and thousands of people watching on TikTok. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they, that's just like, you forget as soon as you yeah. scroll, you know. But like, it's crazy to me, even though 200 people sounds like not very many, that there's still 200 people that are like, I want to hear what this motherfucker says every week. Yeah. You know, um, 
But if I go... You see your shit's building up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And so right now on Spotify, at least 50% that's tough. is Finnish. Hansa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for sure. The 2% two, the two Hansa. <laughs> Poland, 2%, that's Henny. And probably uh, Agata, probably this girl that I know there. But then, like, you see, and it's like Germany, Netherlands, Norway. And it's like, yeah, it's... it's but that's still well, a that's person. Cool. A person yeah, or two, cool. you know? And I... I've never seen these before. Yeah. Because I've never done... But for the most part, it's mainly Finland and U.S. And so, no, it's just a... And you really don't promote yours. I mean, you do, but... Not like I probably should. Yeah. Like you... It's more like if you click on them for living on your TikTok, then you see it maybe. Yeah, maybe. It's like... Yeah. I know, I need to, like, because I never want to be fucking Because there's a couple TikToks where you're, like, you know, check out the podcast. Yeah, It's like, this is a couple, you know. So it's, it is tough. No, but it's, uh, no, it's, it's just, it's funny to hear, like, I don't know, man. It's just. Because trust me, when I go out with you, Joey, and I, I feel like a, when I sit back and I'm just like, I see the fans come up. I'm just like. I laugh sometimes at what they say because they'll be doing like, like the how is Finland? But it was literally when me and Noel were sitting there with right after the night that you made the so how is how do you like Finland? <laughs> and I counted. I'm not kidding. Probably six people would give. <laughs> how do you like Finland? Yeah. Me and Noel would look at each other and go, oh, "There's another one." Like yeah. we would laugh so fucking hard, bro. But that's honest. I love going out with you because you also are. How do I say this? I feel I am, uh, like, I'm very open to talking to random people. I don't even know. You know, but you are probably even more so than me. And so there's certain times, like that one night when we were all out front of Nosu and Ant was there. Oh, yeah. And, like, the friend of the girls or something was there. And, like, (laughs) you guys are having a conversation. And, like, Ant always gives me shit for, like, getting boyfriends at the bar that, like, I just, you know, because I'll have a fucking conversation with you if, if it's If someone is going to be interesting enough. And, and, and they're committed. being nice to you, yeah. I'm going to be nice yeah. back. And, but, like, it's fun to go, because you'll almost do it more than I will. And that one night at the bar. I get trapped. Bro, that one <laughs> night. <laughs> not not the night with Ant, but that other night. Fucking Cody. Two dudes buddied up with you. And they still hit me up on Snapchat. Bro, and they were following you around like fucking a little puppy. And then we saw them, I, I saw, don't know, I a month we later. We saw them at Thackeray. At yeah, Thackeray. We, yeah, we yeah. saw them a month later. And then they, or not, well, we also saw them at Nosu other time. And then they got kicked out because they were so fucked up that night. And so I, I've, the, the best thing this is going to sound so bad. My favorite thing about smoking cigarettes is like, it's the easiest way to get out of a conversation. I've gotten out of, <laughs> let me tell you, Joe, I've gotten out of, I've been at the bar stuck talking to dudes. Dudes. Oh, you're never dude. stuck talking to bitches. Because if it's a girl, you're like, I'll pass up the cigarette. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stay here and I'll talk to you. Cause especially if you're like, I'm going to get it. Like you stay, but if it's a guy, this dude bought me like two drinks. And I was like, <laughs> I felt obligated. Like I got to sit here and I got, 
who is a trucker from Finland. Obviously, mm. blah, blah, blah. I was Big like, guy with a beard? No. Okay, I know, I, know, I know one trucker in Finland. I was like, like listen, man, I really got to smoke a cigarette. And I was just like, at the end of the back of my eyes, I, like, I just got to get the fuck out of this conversation. I leave. I'm out there for probably 30 minutes, and I stay on the front side of the bar for another 20 Come back and he's gone. And I'm like, all right, it's safe. Like it's safe. Because <laughs> like, I know if we make eye contact again, it's over. No, dude, <laughs> I use I use my cigarette breaks so strategically. And I was saying actually before you got here, like, I mean, I was talking about my weekend in Taco two weekends ago, and we had this little VIP table, which is like kind of cool. We didn't have to pay for it. Even cooler. But I don't even like the whole VIP thing because then you're stuck in the that VIP group. You can't venture out. No, and all. so I ended up spending a lot of the night out smoking cigarettes just because... That's where you connect. Like, I swear, me and you, even going out with you and seeing, like, I'm just, we're just, like, out there on the prowl, like, smoking a cigarette. But it's like, hey, can I get a lighter? <laughs> Boom, that strikes up a conversation yeah. right oh, there. Where are you from? Oh, yeah. It's, they hear, oh, do you speak English? Yeah. Oh. And it's like, for us English guys, it's like, that is how you... Or anyone's like, I gotta go smoke a cigarette. You're like, oh, man. I'm in. Like, I'm in. like, all right, let's go. Like, oh, that's an event. Yeah. An event <laughs> it's like, let's go out there and have a conversation. Yeah. Let's talk about some life. Let's do something. Like, it's... And that's the best thing about it. Oh, no, for sure, man. It's, it's a good... Like I said, I'm, I'm grateful that you, because, you know, Ant's not a big guy that, that goes out. Keem isn't big that goes out. Last year, Reese was the third American. He was the same kind of guy as those mm-hmm. guys. Like, fun, super fucking fun when they did go out. But it just doesn't happen very often. See, I'm balanced. Yeah. I, I will go out. I'll wake up the next day. I'll be hungover. I'll drink my water. I'll go to the gym. I work out every day. Yeah. But I also want to have fun. Like, I want to drink. I want to go out. I want to meet people. And especially, like, it's me and you can go out. It's like, yeah. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. No, last year I would always go out with the German O-lineman. Like, if I'm going out, I'm hitting Joey up. Like, I'm like... Because I know that we're going to do our thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fine. No, I'll go sing some karaoke. Yeah, I'll yeah, go. Yeah. We're going to do our thing. No, it's uh, it's been nice. Because, yeah, last year it was the German alignment. Shout out Tim. I don't know. I think Tim I maybe. T- li- yeah, Tim. Tim, me Tim, Tim message on Instagram. A okay. Time. Yeah, we. I think uh, he might listen to this, actually. I don't know. And Shout out Tim. If not, and then also Jeff, the French receiver. But I could always, like, Tim was my Cody of last year. Of like, <laughs> you knew if you like, went out. Although I can almost damn near 100% count on you. I think there's been one time where you... Because to me, I'm out. always on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I guess... I live, I live on the fence. <laughs> somebody else is saying... Hey man, like tonight I was so on the fence and I was even thinking like, I might just go out and have some fun. Yeah. And then yeah. you hit me up and I was like, yeah. me and Joe are going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I've been feeling like shit the last week or so after Taco and I was like, oh, I can't, no, I'm going to take a, I need to take a weekend off, take a whole week off. And then I was like, I feel pretty fucking good today. And then I know, like, bro, this weekend, 
This weekend no. was fun. No, oh well, I wasn't. I mean, this upcoming weekend. Oh. It's, it's called Bapu here in I've Finland. I've been hearing about it, and it's like they say people on a lake over here. Yeah, no, like, and Friday is the day to go out. I learned this the hard way That's last year because last year, I mean, bro, it's what's crazy is the version of myself that you know of like this kind of party guy or like guy that goes out a lot or regularly. That's not say. even like the version I yeah, have. Yeah, but I mean, just the, I should say the amount that I go out. I just see a guy who's not scared to go out of fun. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, 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 and I, I appreciate I, that as so much as a guy who is the same way. I, I like that way <laughs> that you see me then. because, but I used to, uh, I wouldn't say not be scared of having fun, but I, I just wouldn't go and have fun. You know what I mean? And so it's like, there's been a couple nights where like Noah hits me up or like Ronnie hits when it's fucking dope when the young guys hit you up and they're like, what, what's, what's the move for tonight? And I'm like, cause they're looking for answers. Are asking me looking the for answers. <laughs> and I've, I've come to find that out too. And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm yeah, down for it. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like, I, whatever you fuckers yeah. want to do, I will do. <laughs> cause uh, Tony does that with me a lot. He'll be like, okay. come out, man. Like, come out, some teammates are hanging out. And if I hear teammates are hanging out, I'm just like... For sure. I'm, I might not go drink, but I'll go out, but then I get out. I'm just like... Yeah. I'm going to get to the bar. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to get fucked up. But no, dude, that's how, for me, it's changed so much. Because in... What year was it? 2018? Yeah, 2018, my second year in Poland. Like, I was in a, a city... It was like a tri-city area. So there was like Gdynia, Sopot, Gdansk, all three cities like within, I don't know, a million people damn near, all within real close, 30 minutes of each other. And I never, I hardly ever went out. And we had our head coach slash GM was like a party dude. He was probably 35, head 40. Head coach slash GM party yeah. dude? All yeah. right. Like, I mean, I mean, imagine <laughs> it's, it's not a good comparison at all, but just to put your, imagine Pekka without a family and five or six years younger. Pussy magnet. Yeah. Just going after, <laughs> just going after it, you know, He's hungry. Yeah, just going, <laughs> just going after it and down. And then we had uh, an American special teams coach, which this dude Bless his heart. He's kind of like turned his career into something good. But like at the time he was just there to just get fucked up every night. Like he came drunk to practice, all this Not stuff. Not a whole lot of special. Yeah, no, no, very little, very little. And so those two dudes always would go out and they're always inviting the import players to come out. And it was me and I had brought my O-line coach. I brought in an O-line coach who was my, center in college i was a senior he was a freshman this was like four years later mm -hmm. so he had just graduated so he, he knew, was getting his shit together yeah yeah i mean engineering major great smart fucking, dude great yeah. fucking guy and then we our defensive import was from uh not cornell not what's the black and orange ivy league school 
I forget. Ivy League school, dude. Another Cornell's black and red. Yeah, white and red. white and red. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Black and orange Ivy League school. It's off the top of my head right now. Another really smart dude, and still fun. Yeah, but like, I didn't like partying at the time. It wasn't my thing. Both of those guys wasn't their thing, and so I got into a beef with the American guy because at the Super Bowl party we had, he's like, "Yeah, you know." And I didn't live with them. I lived on my own. They had their own spot together. He's like, yeah, you know, we, we invite we invite Shane and, and James to go out, but they won't go out because you don't want to go out. And I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, we don't live together. I'm not their fucking dad. Yeah, like, like, if, if they're telling you no, it's because they, they don't, don't want to go. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, but I just think it's kind of messed up that, you know, like, they pay your salary and then you don't want to spend time with them. Meaning like the, the head coach GM. I want to go out and get drunk with him. And I was like, but he like the way he was, he was always kind of trying to like be sl- like sly kind of. And so he was trying to like be s- sneaky about it, but guilting me into going out. And I was like, and I was fucked. I was kind of drunk watching the game, Super Bowl, And I looked at him. I was like, bro, no one's going to fucking guilt me to go out. So this conversation can just end right fucking now. And I probably said it a little bit more but he animated. To hear it. Oh, yeah. And James Brown, maybe? Brown? Well, this is going to fucking bug me if I don't look it up. Ivy League schools. Oh, I see one in the corner there. Yeah. Princeton. Princeton. Uh-huh. Princeton. Princeton. Um, and James looked at me and he's like, "You're not wrong." Yeah, and <laughs> you know because here this guy's telling him, "Yeah, you guys should go out, blah blah blah." And I'm like, and I said that, and he was like, "Oh, okay, sorry." And like leaves, and James just looked at me and was like, "Thanks, bro." <laughs> like now, now he'll he stop. Said it, now he'll stop yeah, now he'll <laughs> stop fucking bugging me. It's like. Yeah. So, but long story short, but it's also like you want to go out with people who like are going to give a good vibe. You know, you want to have a good intention. You you want to go out and be like, you know, no matter what's that, no what, no matter what that's going to happen, you're going to have a good time. And yep. that's like the thing I get from you. Like, no matter what that, you know, no matter how we approach any situation, we'll meet some people. We'll have some fun. I know that if you go do your own thing, I can go do my own thing and that we're going to have a good time no matter what. Like, Dude. it's like, it's whatever, you know, it's whatever. Like For sure. For sure. No. And oh, that's the thing is the one night that I agreed to go, we all went out with them and the, that group, bro, that fucking guy who was telling, who's trying to guilt me into this shit got me head butted. By some big fucking random Polish dude. Because, like, he'd, he'd lived in Poland for a while, so he could kind of speak Polish. Probably just some stuff. But, just, but just not enough. Like, he could speak enough, and in his, like, demeanor, it always seemed, like, offensive, kind of. You know, and, and kind of, like, condescending. Yeah. And like an aggressive. Yeah, kind of yeah. Style. And, like, kind of almost, like, smart aleck like, you know, respond. And this fucking guy i can remember me big polish motherfucker and him all talking and he's kind of trying to translate but not really and all this 
Polish dude was drunk as fuck. I mean, you see how it can be. Mm-hmm. And just I'm all picturing Bart. Bigger, older version of Bart, basically. <laughs> straight up. And he just literally is just like, uh, and I was like, what the? You that know, like, hurt. oh, that dude. Yeah. And I was like, came out of nowhere. Like, it didn't fuck me up or anything. Like, it wasn't a but crazy headbutt. It's a solid hit. It was just, it was to the point where I was like, I just got, he- I hadn't said anything. I got, oh, I said, this guy said something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it, and so after that, I was like, nah, dude, I ain't fucking going out with you. I'm not going out with you. But, mm. like, I don't, I don't think we've had. That almost the two months we've been here, we have not had one single, cl- even a close altercation with anybody. No, it's been no. it's been all just the closest one was like one of the last times we went out with that guy outside the bar who wanted me to try to get him in. Oh yeah, but that was just a drunk and asshole. just super yeah. drunk and yeah. yeah. He's like, and oh. we were like, we were, we were like, what do you, like, what do dude, you mean, he's, bro? He's like, like, fuck <laughs> you. I was like, well, no, I'm for sure not trying to open you out, bro. <laughs> like I had a, I was saying, I saw Jolene and a chick, older chick, probably 40, came up and was like trying to talk to me and finish. And I was like, I don't speak English. I don't know what you're yeah. saying. And she was like, you know, rattling on finish. And I was like, what are you saying? I literally, I was like, I don't know what you're saying. And she tried to kiss me. And I said, no, I don't want to kiss you. And she looked at me in English, perfect English. Fuck you. And walked away. And I looked at everybody and I was like, what the fuck just happened? And I was like, what is going, what is going on? And I was like, she doesn't know English until now. <laughs> she knows those two words. That's for sure. It was, I, I was like, okay. All right. Let's All right. go on with our night. Let's, you know, like, let's go. Mm. Finland's brought some interesting interesting moments already. Yeah. Alright, bro, let's call it a night. This bro, this might a Wednesday night drinking session with the with the last twenty to forty minutes with the Cody Leonard feature might have to be a more regular thing. Hey. Because that could be kind of fun. I'm down for that. That'd be fun. I am down for that. Because we're at we're at my time where I'd like to I'll edit it down. Yeah, we're we're at a good spot. So, um, yeah, hour thirty. And maybe at some point we'll just do your own episode. Fuck <laughs> yeah! You know, but we we got a good we got a good base to start. So I'm in. Um, I'm always in. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, uh, this was the weirdest fucking episode I've probably ever done. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Peace. Much love. Hollow.